before you say anything, I believe we have a theme song. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a moment to play the theme song. Yeah. Okay. Just to introduce it. Okay. So without further ado, here is the theme song. That was it. That was our theme song. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, it was our kid. It was our kid. Our kid came up with the theme song. We thought that it would be appropriate because what better way to bring in the show than to celebrate a crazy little child who's just running around and letting his imagination run wild <laughs> and having free reign on garage band. Mm. So that's exactly what you get. And that is the spirit of the show. So I hope that you guys either enjoy it or deal with it. Thank you very much. It's perfect. Yes. Shut up. It's perfect. Shut up. It's perfect. We're going to tink to that. That was a soft tink. And I'd like to give you folks an update in case you weren't aware. This podcast is our kids asleep. I'm Jay Alejandro. And this is my wife, Maddie. Who can barely talk because... Because I have the flu. Well, I have the tail end of the flu. She is recovering yeah. from this ridiculous, most heinous, horrible disease. Yeah. And it's been a real shit show, guys. I'm not going to lie. The last week and a half or so, the, the house has been ravaged by this illness, and I don't like it. Yeah. Our I... son got it first. <laughs> well, he probably had what I had. He probably gave it to me. Yeah. It looks like you're going to fall asleep <laughs> just right off the bat. So so this may be a really short podcast, but we just wanted to share a couple of thoughts. But I'm feeling that you, you've been doing a lot better. Yeah, I do feel, feel better than I did last week. That's Can you sure. walk us through the disaster, the catastrophe as it struck um, play by play? Yeah, so our son got it. He came down with it, I would say, last Sunday. Sunday pretty fully. And I started coming down with it, like, Monday night. And by Thursday or Friday, I was really bad off. Like, I was like, oh, maybe I'm turning a corner. And then Friday night or Thursday night, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't yeah. lay down. The shit hit the bed, and I was real worried. Yeah, it was pretty moment. bad. I, I, I kind of thought you was. were going to have to take me to the emergency room. Like, yeah. that's how much trouble I was having breathing. Yeah. And eventually, I just I tried to sit up and sleep, <laughs> and that was like being tortured. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what they do to terrorists, like, keep yes. them awake. Yes. <laughs> um, I, First, they, they inject the flu into them, yeah. and they go, go sit up there. <laughs> It'll yeah. be fun. I just couldn't I couldn't sleep. So I came downstairs at like four in the morning and watched the Great British Baking Show until it was late enough that I could tell my boss that I wasn't coming in. Which which was a great comfort. I know we spoke about this already, but the Great British Baking Show is just such warmth and it emanates so much comfort that it was the only medicine that was just as good as the Tamiflu. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I went to the doctor on Friday morning, and they tested me for flu, and of course it came back positive. 
They said, so... ma'am, it's negative. And then you started breaking down like Michael, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, you don't have to dwell on it. I know it's a difficult topic. So no. We can move on to something well, else. Well, no, they, they prescribed Tamiflu, which has been helping. I do feel, I did feel pretty instantly like my symptoms were a little bit better once I mm-hmm. took it after I was done throwing up everything I'd eaten. Yeah, there was a lot of barfing. Tamiflu I... does that. <laughs> I, I, that didn't, you... I didn't take it with food the first time. Right. But you would disappear and then come back. Like, I wouldn't hear anything. You'd just well, that only happened like, twice. I ralphed. <laughs> I just want to let you know. Yeah, I know, but but yeah, that, that it's very uh, yeah. I, I won't I won't throw up at a place where people can hear me. Yeah, I'm um, really glad that you didn't that we didn't do the podcast last yeah last weekend. If not, you would have barfed. Right? I thought I thought maybe I could on Saturday, but it didn't turn out. It was too soon. It yeah, was it was too, too soon. soon. I couldn't talk. But instead, we watched Black Panther. Oh yeah, we did. Which was pretty legit, and we are such old people that we barely got to it it's it's been out for what a year more than a year i think the academy award-winning motion picture black panther and we just now got to it i must say i was pretty impressed what do you think yeah i'm um i'm pretty like lukewarm on marvel movies these days Mm -hmm. i don't see every one of them Mm -hmm. i'm not that excited about them when they come out Uh, black panther really wasn't any different when it came out for me but I'm glad we watched it. I thought it was I thought it was really well done and it had a lot to say that you know yeah, needed it to was, be said. It was unique enough and, and I'm gonna get some flag from a lot of our, our comic book loving friends, but I just I didn't grow up in in an environment that had comic books. It wasn't something that, that I was immediately drawn to or something that I, I just kinda chose to go and pursue. But there was something about this story and the way it was put together in the film i don't know the comic book version of black panther but i know that the way that it's been put together for this audience for the moments that we're going through right now it couldn't have come at a better time i think it was just incredibly well done (laughs) and you had mentioned something a couple of days ago about the mythos of it Mm -hmm. sort of the weight of it was very magical there's a lot of like mythic um, stuff like it was more magical than a normal Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Just the origin of the actual um, superpowers and like spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, the Black Panther power was like something that was sort of handed down, handed down to them to this to these tribes as a way of peacemaking, sort of between the tribes that were warring. Mm-hmm. One person is chosen to be the Black Panther, which is like to be the king of all five tribes. And um, I just thought it was a cool, I don't know, it wasn't like a radioactive spider or like a mishap or, mm-hmm. you know, it was very like deliberate. And um, yeah, the the mythology helped establish a, a, a working theory of what that world is supposed to be. And mm-hmm. it made sense. And it was. It was more tangible because of, of uh, I don't know, the ideas that we have about about myth mm-hmm. that they're just so entrenched in, in in our lives that it felt it felt yeah rooted in something more meaningful than yeah. just just regular superhero fare. So that was pretty mm-hmm. exciting. But I felt it was very Shakespearean. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of of themes of betrayal, morality. There, you know, just the the 
of course, I'm really drawn to the father and son thing and how the people that we look up to may be a bit flawed, mm-hmm. but we may not see it or we have to deal with with a truth coming out mm-hmm. that makes our loved ones like see them in a different light. And I really enjoyed that. I thought that it brought on another another layer, another bit of gravity to the whole the whole movie. Mm-hmm. We talked about this and we don't know. We'll have to ask probably Chris or somebody about whether the what's his name? Uh Killmonger, his backstory was exactly in the comic books as it was in the movie Mm, yeah i have no idea i'm very curious to see how much of it was was already sort of pre predetermined from the comic books or if it was something that the creators of the movie wedged in there to to make it more of a relevant story to today because i thought that was really well done yeah that that contrast of of culture Mm -hmm. where I almost don't know how to say this because it's it's like a, a an African American culture and this this other side of of what it means to be to be African American, which is sort of like the 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 history mm-hmm. of that culture. Yeah, you know, just coming to a clash. Yeah, it was really really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, it was sort of like that clash between pre-colonized. Mm-hmm. and colonized yeah i mean yeah. african-american people in this country today are colonized and they use that word they mm-hmm. use the word colonizer mm-hmm. they call martin freeman a colonizer remember oh, yeah. the little girl yeah. shuri yeah she calls him a colonizer mm-hmm. and i thought that was really um the idea that there is an african nation that was never touched i think is something that has probably always been I'm not black, so I don't know. But I would imagine that as some as like a member of a culture that is um, that has gone through so that much that has gone that through has so, much, so much yeah at the hands of colonizers mm-hmm. to have a story about an entire nation that was never touched by colonizers that has to be extremely powerful even if it is just fantasy to have a story about a country or a, a place where no colonizer has ever touched mm-hmm. and the potential that that place could have because of that and how, well, you know, in the movie, the idea is that this like meteorite of this alien of metal, yeah, this alien resource hit this spot in Africa and created this, this sort yeah. of like mo- this, this pocket of vibranium is what they vibranium, call it. Vibranium. That's what I was going to um, And it created this pocket of this resource that is pretty much the basis of life in Wakanda. It infuses their entire lives, everything in their life. And the technology, the comes technology, from it and- the, yeah, everything. Um, and so that's sort of like the more like, fantastical aspect yeah but i i think it was it was put together in such a nice way because i saw that as a metaphor for for the culture for the spirit of 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 truth that that was taken from that culture when Mm -hmm. it was colonized Mm -hmm. it's like 
the hope that like that that idea is like it's almost like the hope that part of the culture still remains somewhere out there mm-hmm. for them, which I thought was really really cool, mm-hmm. really neat. Um, but overall, it, and it was it was an entertaining movie. It was it was a really mm-hmm. really awesome movie. And uh, yeah, all the uh, academics aside, it's yeah, it's a, yeah, fu- it's a fun academics movie. aside. Yeah. yeah, I was happy that Lupita Nyong'o was a lead, which was yeah. pretty badass. Yeah, and I'm not saying that because she was. I guess she was uh, born in Mexico. Lupita Nyong'o was. Yeah. Really? She's a Kenyan Mexican actress. What? Yes. I didn't know that. So she I guess is... that means that makes sense. Her name is Lupita. Yeah. I mean she's she's probably full Kenyan, but yeah. still we claim a little bit of her because she's she's represented. <laughs> That's cool, I Mexico. didn't know that. Uh I thought uh what's what's uh Chadwick uh Bozeman. Chadwick Bozeman was mm-hmm. very good. Yeah, he was. He was a very solid lead and Michael B. Jordan was really Michael B. Jordan he was, was great. evil. Evil as hell, but he was very good. Yeah. And I love seeing Forrest Whitaker in movies. I thought that was a shit. Um, Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. She's a boss. Who, yeah, yeah, she was pretty awesome. I was going to tell you, I had such a crush on her when I was was like a teenager. Yeah. She was, that was like her heyday. What movie? She was in Supernova with James Spader. That was a super old movie in the 90s. Mm. Yeah, the 90s were definitely her heyday. yeah, yeah, Yeah. Her heyday, but. She still got it. Yeah, yeah, she's hot as hell. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot that happened in that movie, but overall, I would tink to that. Wouldn't yeah. you say? Let's yeah. tink to that. <laughs> Go watch it. <laughs> Our tinks are so lame right now because I'm drinking water and you're drinking tea. Sorry. You're recovering from the catastrophe, the great catastrophe of 2019. Mm. I know something that we can talk about that will be somewhat upbeat, and we can end on a high note for this short podcast episode i went to the dentist and i'm happy to report that because i did what my wife told me and i started flossing pretty regularly my teeth are practically healing themselves (laughs) well you said the hygienist literally was like wow yeah she looked at your teeth okay and i gotta tell you guys i am terrified of going to the dentist or at least i used to be i was never too comfortable with my just with my teeth in general, because I have really poor dental genetics, I guess you would say, that if I look at a sweet candy or something the wrong way, like my teeth would probably crack. But thanks to my wife, I was able to start a new habit. And I just want to say it's worth it because you won't pay super insanely high dental bills in the long run. And you will learn how to be a grown ass adult if you take care of your your dental hygiene and pretty much hygiene in general, because mm-hmm. that's a super important part of, of your life. Mm-hmm. But I was really genuinely surprised when she said, wow, that looks a lot better than it did six months ago. Mm-hmm. That has never happened in all of my visits to the dentist. Yeah. She said, you know, the, the teeth that we initially started to fix are still falling apart, but you haven't made it worse. Yeah. You haven't cost more more pain to yourself mm-hmm. and i'm super proud of that mm-hmm. so and it was literally just from flossing just from flossing like you brush regularly but yeah. flossing i always have though and that's the thing is is i've never been like horrible at, at yeah 
But I also think, I think two things have made a huge difference. Flossing, of course. If you guys, if you're not flossing, you need to. There's no excuse. It really does make such a huge difference. And it's not just tooth health. Mm -hmm. It's gum health. Yeah. And the other thing is get an electric toothbrush. (laughs) I'm not joking. Like, it changes the way you brush. That is the future. And it tells you when to start and stop. (laughs) Like, we have a toothbrush. It's very basic. But it will tell you 30 seconds here, 30 seconds here, 30 seconds here, 30 seconds here, and you're done. And that's it. That's it. And you don't have to pry. I have a trouble where I brush too hard. Mm-hmm. And so I have like receding gums because I brush too hard. Yeah. But because I use the electric toothbrush, I don't have to press. Right. It just does it for you. And that has helped my sensitivity. It's helped my receding gums. So electric toothbrush and fucking floss. Yes, you and go for it. Let's leave them with the the... The example that you that you gave me, or the analogy that you <laughs> gave me, because that that's what made the yeah. difference for me. Like I really legit started yeah. doing this and committed to it the moment you said that. Okay, it's so fucking disgusting. I read this BuzzFeed list. It's another <laughs> BuzzFeed list. This was a useful one, and it said it was like eighteen things your dental hygienist wants you to know, and one of them was so funny, but it it made so much sense. It was like brushing without flossing, like not flossing your teeth, is like taking a shit and only wiping your ass cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) And like if you think about that long enough, you're going to start flossing. (laughs) And that image stayed in my mind for so long that that I wondered – I wonder how much shit is between my teeth. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. gross. Even after just, if I forget like a day or two and I go and floss my molars, it's disgusting. Yeah, you find all kinds of nuggets it's in there. It's so gross, even after just a day. Yeah. Ugh. So, again, it is a life-changing thing. It boosts your confidence. And I will live forever now. <laughs> it also improves your health. Yeah. Because your mouth, you know. There's all kinds of mouth germs and shit yeah, that like it can, goes down to your heart. It can become I, systemic. Yeah. Didn't they say that, that a lot of, of gum disease affects your, your yeah. heart health? And your blood health. But I think we're going to think to that. We're going to think to uh, dental hygiene, to electric toothbrushes. Going to the dentist regularly. Going to the dentist regularly and not having shit between your teeth. Or your butt cheek. Or your butt cheeks, most definitely. But I think we're going to call it quits, guys, because it's been a long, long week. And even though we really wanted to record and keep yammering away, I think this is a good place to stop. But until next time. Yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) She's she's falling asleep. Hopefully I will be more uh, cognizant and my voice will sound better. Excellent. I do want to say, though, before we take off, thank you to whoever is listening. I don't know who's listening, but we're almost at 100 listens. And that is such a weird milestone because I really wasn't thinking about listens when we started. I mean, I know I know there's a I know a couple people that are for sure listening, but the consistency and it'd be like like Sam and and maybe Teresa. Yeah, there's a I know. Yeah, there's a couple that are for sure listening, but. 
There's definitely more of people than who I think are listening. Yeah. So, <laughs> random strangers, if you're out there, thank you for listening to this conversation. And you want to play the theme song again? Yeah. All right. Good night. Good night.